I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. the end of January and welcome back listeners it's been a while Mm -hmm. um as I stated in the beginning opener if you've never listened to us before you just heard us say I'm Brittany Bly and this is Anna Marie Newell but I am Brittany Bly and I'm here with my co-host Anna Marie Newell hi hi Anna Marie how's it going good I just at some point sorry at some point I really want you to be like it's Brittany bitch oh now we have to put it explicit. In. No, cut that out. I'm not going to. Also, it's one, Bitch. one in. Okay, well now it's two instances of that. Maybe it is explicit. I think now. that the B word you can say it. it's not explicit. Man, wow, times have changed. You know. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Hey, I'm I'm doing really well. How That's are good. you? I'm doing fine. I'm uh. No, I almost died last weekend. <laughs> I'm not doing fine. Yes. Um, do you want, are you going to talk about this? Yeah. Why not? Um, yeah. Uh, tell the listeners. Mm-hmm. I just go, you, you start. I'm going to make it as concise as possible. Um, I woke up on Saturday and we had no heat <laughs> in our house and mm-hmm. I live with Cami and Clarissa. As everyone knows, we've had Cami on as a guest. We have not had Clarissa, but I talk about Clarissa a lot. Yes. Um, we woke up, it was kind of cold in the house. I thought, Oh, that's weird. Went to a workout, came back, still cold. I texted them. They were like, yeah, our furnace is not producing any heat. So we tried to get a hold of our property people, couldn't get a hold of them. And then um, we just found like a random company to come and mm-hmm. fix our furnace. So this guy comes. I will not say the name of the company or the man who came, but um, okay. his name rhymes with Larry. And uh, yeah, anyways, it was There's not actually great. a lot of names that rhyme with that. Yeah, but not okay. Barry, not Terry. Maybe something like Potter could be his last name. I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah. So he came, <laughs> couldn't figure out, tried to fix it, fixed it for a bit, and then he left, and then it stopped working again. Mm-hmm. So Clarissa was gone for the night. Cammy and I are there. We call this guy get back. He comes, works on it for like two hours, and couldn't figure it out. He's like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put this thing in to keep it going, whatever. It's He left. We called you remember me and we're like telling you about this saga and um all of a sudden we're like it kind of smells like gas in here but we're like well maybe it's because the furnace is up here and he left a piece off of it and it's just like hot air blowing in and maybe it just smells weird but whatever yeah it's just like a little like residual things yeah Yeah. i remember that conversation yeah and i'm like feeling kind of tired but it's also like 11 o'clock at night right so we're like it was late so it stopped working again, and Cami said, should I just turn it off? And I said, eh, it's not blowing anything. I think we're fine. Like, it's not – there's nothing coming out. Um, Huge mistake. <laughs> so, like, 30 minutes later, we both go to our respective rooms, go to sleep-ish. We're not sleeping yet. Mm-hmm. And we hear the smoke alarm go off, but it's saying carbon monoxide. So we leave the house, call 911. Cami turned off the furnace on the way down. 
the fire department rolls up. It's 1130. Mm. And um, the I don't know, chief or somebody was walking through the house, comes out and he says, well, thank goodness for your, uh, your alarms that saved your life. Cause the yeah. levels were so high that we probably would have died if we'd uh-huh. stayed in the house without the alarms going off. And so it was scary. And you know, I'm going to get a little vulnerable here. We thought it was funny at first. They're like, you can't stay here. So Cammy and I go to a hotel, like literally down the street from us we call you or you call us. We're walking into the hotel. Um, Clarissa calls us and she's really upset. And she's Mm -hmm. just like, you guys could have died. And we're like, yeah. And then like, it just kind of sunk in. Right. Yeah. Next morning, had a ticket through school to go to a Sundance film, which by the way, was great. It was a really (laughs) good film. Mm -hmm. Um, Kind of going all day. We check into the hotel a second time because we couldn't get it fixed. We go to a cheesecake factory Oh, good. I proceed to have a panic attack. Oh. And then th- I threw up in the bathroom <laughs> at just Cheesecake be- Factory. Just because of the whole mm-hmm. everything altogether. Mm-hmm. And I just like mm-hmm. kept thinking like I said, hey, let's turn it off or let's not turn it off. We'll be fine. And so it was just that mindset that like, oh, like, there's a few things that both of us like felt weird about and we just kind of ignored it. And it was just a like learning really awful experience. And then we were in a hotel until like Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. Thank goodness. Cammy's parents are like the best people. They're our landlords. They paid for us to get in. They got a brand new furnace for us. It was amazing. But it was really scary. Yeah. And it's put me in a weird funk all week. I mean, mm. as it would, you know. I Well, thank you for sharing that. And I hope our listeners are also um, understanding like the danger of this whole situation and that Brittany yeah. was sharing this. I mean, yes. And I was on the phone with you guys and we were we were like joking about yeah. the smell of gas. Yeah. And then and then we just like kept going and uh, I kept talking about that kids movie <laughs> uh, that we were talking about. Anyway, not important. Yeah. And then you guys like send me a picture like, oh, we're at a hotel because the alarm went off. And it's just like I remember I told my mom and I said, Brittany and Cammy are in a hotel right now because there was like a gas leak because of this whole problem and thank the Lord for mm-hmm. the functioning s- detector that went off because we all know I can bet you in my house right now, like I don't think my, th- my thing would work Yeah, or maybe, or, you know, who's to say like your batteries were, yeah. you know, up to date or it's in the right spot. Some people like don't put the, alarm like i don't know where it actually should be and so yes Brittany, i it was very scary and i'm so so grateful that you and cammy were warned and mm-hmm. were saved mm-hmm. and that you're still here yeah and i love you so much oh, <laughs> just, i, love I gotta too. say that it was really scary and just you know this is a great way for us to start the show happy well. january Um, but everybody should change their batteries, get them tested. I think Mm -hmm. they say like every six months you should change your batteries on your smoke alarms. Okay. I never do Um, that. But you know, the carbon monoxide detector, I think you just kind of don't think about it. And it was, it was scary. And cause at first I was like, oh, it's faulty. And then, 
you know, the guy came in after us and was like, oh, the levels are going down. So you guys must have turned. Did you turn the furnace off? It should be the furnace, but don't stay here. And we're like, we're not going to stay here. You don't have to tell us that twice. Mm-mm. But yeah, so that took a lot longer to tell that story. Um, but it was scary. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to be concise. <laughs> it's been a weird week. Um, I yeah. will definitely edit it down so that it is concise. But oh, that's OK. It was scary. So um yeah, I mean, should we go into our show or do you want to say how you're doing? Oh no, I, I'm fine. So we can just start our show. Hey, well, <laughs> this was your choice. So yes. do you want to take it away? Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so, okay. So this week, uh, the show that we are talking about is called Blue Bloods. Mm. um and it's been on for a very long time i was shocked i know i feel like i think i knew that it was on so okay it started in 2010 mm-hmm. yeah like september 2010 Se- september 24th okay thank you yeah i looked at and that. i mean 2010 think back to what life was like back then and where we were i mean i was wow i was in college and I pro- I don't think I was aware that that show started then because this isn't my typical genre of shows. And I mean, I was in college, so yeah. <laughs> am I going to watch this type of TV? But but like I've known that it's been going and it's it's last season. So season 14 mm-hmm. is premiering in a couple weeks. Um, and it's our last season. So oh. 14 seasons. It's one of those shows that just keeps going. Yeah. I mean, I had a friend in New York who, when I moved there, her name was Brittany. I can't remember how to oh. say her last name. Okay. Um, Jahoski. <laughs> but she, um, she was like a wardrobe person. So she would go shopping for costumes or wardrobe on for the set of blue bloods because a lot of it's filmed in new york city yeah that's crazy cool yeah so but i i remember thinking like because that was like 2014 2015 so i'm Mm -hmm. like oh this is a newer show but then when we i looked it up i was like what that that show's been on that had been on already for five years by the time i found out oh man yeah wow okay um so okay so let's actually talk about the show um it is a cbs show it was and still is you know like hasn't moved sometimes they do that um (laughs) are you ready for the imdb blurb i'm so ready uh blurb meaning like eight words um revolves around a family of new york cops again I'm going to just like say this because we talk about this all the time. Some of them are so detailed. Who is writing these blurbs? I don't know. I mean. Because like what revolves the show? People. Yeah. Criminals. I don't know. Like. Yeah. And it's. And it it gives no other context. Um, Like you have already given more context that it's set in New York City. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Um. But yes, there is a family. Um, we see, like in in almost every episode, we see four generations within this family. Mm-hmm. Um, their last name is Reagan, mm-hmm. and um, 
almost all of them, not fourth generation because those are like the grandchildren kids, but three generations are cops <laughs> uh, in the system. And there's the main character. Um, and then anyway, I'll talk about that when we get to the cast. But hey, mm-hmm. did you look up the creators? Yeah. Mitchell Burgess and Robin Green. Yes. And they were writers on The Sopranos. <gasps> so doesn't that fit that this came right after our episode of The Sopranos? Did you know that before you picked this episode? No, I did not. Yeah. Um, but yes, great job. I know. It, I should have I should have lied and said, yes, I did. Well, I, I would have known you were lying. Because <laughs> I didn't know that they were. Because they weren't creators of Sopranos or anything. They were just writers on The Sopranos. Mm. Okay. But they were also, it's like there were a couple of shows that I had heard of at least. Uh-huh. Can I think of them now without looking up IMDb? No. That they, that like Mitchell Burgess yeah. did? Yeah. Yeah. Well, this little line says, you know, The Sopranos. Oh, okay. The Sopranos. Um, Northern Exposure. Oh, okay. Do you remember Northern Exposure? Did you ever mm, watch that? No, I didn't watch it, but I remember the name. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so anyway, Northern Exposure, yes. And why do I know that? It is a show that my mother used to watch. Why am I saying that right now? She because this Blue one. Bloods. Yeah. Yes. Blue Bloods is my mom's show. Mm. Okay. So I actually watched this pilot in preparation for our recording mm-hmm. with my mother. <laughs> I wish she could be on now. I know. I like I wish she could be a guest host with us. Um I did actually record some things that she said. Oh. And I will at least repeat the things that she said. Um okay. So anyway, yes, creators I like I like that it follows our previous show. Yeah, that like, is that's really cool. cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh let's get going with the cast. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. First and foremost, the top dog he is like the father, not the grandfather, but the main father of this family. Uh, the character name is Frank Reagan, and he is played by Tom Selleck. Mm-hmm. Tell me. Tell me what you know. Three men and a baby. <gasps> Thank you. Um, he played. And three men and a little lady. Three men and a little lady. He was, <laughs> wasn't he a Magnum P.I.? Yes, he was. Uh, he also is. Monica Geller's older boyfriend on Friends, which I forgot yes. about. Yeah, um, Richard. But he's just a good-looking guy. He's like a handsome older man. Uh, with the mustache. And like, yeah. I really don't like mustaches, but I think everyone, everyone is in agreement that Tom Selleck pulls it off. Oh, yeah. Right? Hands down. Yeah, 100%. Okay, so he is the police commissioner for um, like New York City area. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't I'm I, I don't really know all the words. Yeah, sure, <laughs> but anyway, doesn't matter. But but he's like a big uh big guy mm-hmm. in all the senses of the word. So then um there is so he has some children. Mm-hmm. There is the oldest one, a uh, character named Danny Reagan yeah. and he's played by Donnie Wahlberg. Yeah. New cl- new new kids on the block. Also the scariest character in Sixth Sense of all time. Wait, he was in the sh- the movie? Have you seen the movie? I mean, a very long He's time ago. He's the one who shoots Bruce Willis at the very beginning. 
Oh my gosh. Ugh, and that okay, is I would not have that had like that. that was to me the scariest scene of the whole movie. Wow. Because it's okay. yeah, it's creepy. Anyway, Jeez. yeah. Um so Donnie Wahlberg, also, yeah, brother of Marky Mark. I just don't understand. Like his character's name is Danny and his first name is Donnie. And sometimes I'm like, why is it gotta be so close but not the same? Yeah. I mean Donnie is like it would it would be this if he was Donnie Reagan, we wouldn't even blink an eye. Yeah. I just wonder, I really do wonder this. Mm. If if the actors like while they're shooting, like do they miss speak and say, you know, Donnie when they're talking about the character or do they Maybe. actually call him Danny? Anyway, these are the thoughts that I have. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Um they have a so Frank has a daughter. Her name is Erin Reagan, mm-hmm. and she's played by Bridget Moynihan. Mm-hmm. Um, I uh, I didn't really look her up, but she's yeah. on other things, obviously. Yeah. Um, okay, then they have a youngest son, and his name is Jamie Reagan, played by Will Estes. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's cute. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure and what Elsie's okay, next. <laughs> okay, then no, there's just- the grandpa. Where is he? His name is Lynn Carrillo. <laughs> I'm sure that's not how you say it. Henry Wait, Reagan. S- oh, Lynn Carrillo. Oh, yeah. Okay. Carew? Carrie. Yeah, Carrie. Okay. Corral? I don't know. Anyway. I don't know. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so his name is Henry, and he's the grandpa. Mm-hmm. Um. So I think Frank used to be married, but the mother passed away. Yeah, you know, previously. So she's not in the show, but obviously they refer to her. Sure. Um, anyone else that you want to talk about? That's all I wrote down. They each have a significant other, slash, or are divorced. So like I think Aaron, this the the daughter is yes. divorced. Danny has mm-hmm. a wife. Jamie has a girlfriend. Um, mm-hmm. And they also have a brother who has died. Yes. So we figure that out pretty early. But that's the cast. So, Okay, great. Um, any other comments about the cast that you have? I actually, I feel like, um, I don't know. While I was watching it, I just kept thinking, like, this is a good cast. Like, this is these are all people that most of them, especially Tom Selleck and, and Donnie Wahlberg, like, I knew I can buy them as a family all of them mm. um mm-hmm. the dynamic between the actors is really cool um they have like grandkids too which is interesting yeah. so i don't know i think i liked the cast a lot actually i think it was a draw to watching the show yeah so another thing is <laughs> so watching it in 2024 mm-hmm. I, through the lens of the last uh 14 years it has been on my mind is like great Another show about a white family. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a thought. Mm-hmm. Especially because like so many more shows these days in the last few years have way more diverse casting. Yeah. But then I think, okay, Anna-Marie, calm down. It did premiere in 2010 and like, unfortunately, it was like less diverse back then. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I think they do a good job with like other side characters and other actors. But anyway, that was something I honestly was thinking. But here's the thing: they're all like a they're like a Catholic, um, Irish family. I mm-hmm. mean Reagan, wherever Reagan comes from, and and so I guess that fits <laughs> Catholicism. Yeah. 
um, which plays a role in yeah. uh, the show. Yeah, okay, for sure. ready to talk about the plot? I am ready. The episode starts, I believe, and it kind of cuts through each character. So, like, there's a shot of each character, um, but I think we start with Frank, right? I think so. And you he's, mean getting ready? Yeah, he's getting ready, and it kind of pans across different pictures, and um, there's a picture. Well, what? What's playing in the background? Honestly, I can't remember. <gasps> New York, New York, oh, yes, yes, Sinatra. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. Sorry. Which, that's a huge deal. Okay, but anyway, go on. I, I should have rewatched it before today (laughs) but you know we were supposed to record last week but i almost died so we did um so yeah no so new york new york is playing which is always like such a classic new york song right i Mm -hmm, mean mm -hmm. so you it's setting the scene already you're like oh this takes place in new york city um so we have him getting ready for something and then it goes to donnie i mean danny (laughs) right I know it's hard. It's going to Wahlberg. He's getting ready. And you're like, oh, he's a cop. And at this point, you don't necessarily see that they're related, right? Like, and then Mm -hmm. I don't really know the next scene, but it just kind of skips to Jamie's graduation, right? He is graduating from the NYPD Police Academy. Yes. And this is then where we see that the whole family is together. Jamie's there. It was apparent that he's the youngest, right? Mm-hmm. He yes. was in school. He was at Harvard. He was in Harvard Law to become what, a lawyer. Like it's hard. <laughs> yes, to become a lawyer, and then don't do you know why he dropped out? His brother died. Yeah, his brother, who also was a cop, and they haven't explained it yet. Yeah. And I think it takes a long time for them. They actually don't know. That's why, the thing. Why he died? The family, or maybe only Frank, like the dad, but. They don't really know how or why he was killed. But anyway, he was a cop killed in action. Um, And I think Jamie, the younger brother, was like, I want to almost like avenge his death, kind of, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So there's like banter between the siblings. And then um, Danny gets a call. And it seems like they're all kind of like there is some tension amongst the siblings and the dad and Jamie. And like they made it clear that the mom wouldn't be super happy that he had left law school to become a cop. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. his girlfriend is also not super happy that he left law school to become a cop. It's very bizarre. But Danny gets a phone call about a missing kid. And so he leaves. Right. Right. Like a case that he needs to work on. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, yeah, so again, we follow um, Danny and he gets with his partner. So he's more of a like lead detective um, ranking in the police, right? Like, so Jamie's like a newbie and then there's Danny who's like a higher detective. Yeah, he's a detective. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then Frank, even higher, their dad is the commissioner and then their grandpa is like retired but he was there so anyway um okay so danny and his partner go to some place and they meet this woman who's the mom of like a girl who was kidnapped she left school and like never made it home but she always makes it home like she's such a good girl can i tell you a fun fact is it actually fun it's um interesting uh the fun fact is that it was like filmed literally in my neighborhood like i used to walk on that street so you, you like recognize mm-hmm. where they were? Mm-hmm. That location is like close to 
first street because you can see the George Washington Bridge. But like I used mm-hmm. to run down. That's like when I was running and I would run outside. I would run down that way. Isn't that cool? Wow. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Anyways, good okay. for you. Keep going. <laughs> that's not a fun um, fact. She gets kidnapped. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <coughs> and um, so yes, there's a missing child. She's what like uh nine years old Mm -hmm. or eight years old or something which Mm -hmm. is significant Mm -hmm. um not only is it just terrible that she was missing and potentially kidnapped but she also is diabetic and she needs her insulin like within 24 hours or something or she will uh die yeah you know yeah so that of course like adds a time pressure uh that all of these cop shows need right yep yeah um i mean so they keep uh trying to figure out like where the um girl is they realize that there was like a doll like a baby doll Mm -hmm. at the scene Mm -hmm. um and they they didn't like no one recognized it and they even dusted it for a prince or something and so it's not like it wasn't the girl's doll so they thought okay just randomly Danny. Speaking of Danny. Not you, Danny. This Danny. Danny. Should we change? <laughs> we'll call you Donnie going forward. Come on. Get out of here. Daniel. Oh, um, he's, I'm sorry. He's been so loud today. That's okay. Um, so what they find. It wasn't the girl's doll. No. So they're like, oh, it's just a random doll. But then Danny is like, um, wait, what if they used, what if yeah. these like kidnappers used it to lure this kid like into the white van oh my gosh it's just like so so cliche i know well and um okay go so on. he finds they like look up this doll and they realize like it's like this collectible um mm-hmm. what's the word i'm like prototype well, like it's, it's like, not come out yet and so yes. there's only been like four people who've purchased this doll in the whole mm-hmm. city of new york city and so right they whittle it down to this woman's house and she's like well my husband doesn't live here he's awful blah 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 yeah he probably purchased that whatever right mm-hmm. so they get his address and um they go to his apartment and this man's like no i got this doll for my daughter's christening or what is it called? Confirmation. Confirmation. That's it. And he's like, see, I've got her dress here and everything. And then they don't believe him. They end up arresting him, right? Yes. But they don't. So like Danny is, let's just explain Danny. Danny is a a Iraqi war veteran. Uh He has some like anger issues. He's this detective. So it's interesting. Um, this brings up some political pieces that I mm-hmm. would like to discuss later. Um, mm-hmm. But he, you know, handcuffs this this uh, person, and then he's trying to get where the um, where the little girl is because they, they at some point they realize he has the girl, but he won't tell them where she is. Right. Mm-hmm. And right. so then his partner's like, "Danny, you need to let him go. You know, we gotta we gotta go to protocol." And he's like, "Go call people." So he makes him leave, and then he like gives this man a swirly in the toilet. <laughs> he like, well, not just that. I mean, he like bashes his head. Yeah, he like beats him up the toilet. Yeah, it's bad. It's not yeah. great. And mm-hmm. eventually, then so like he then waterboards this guy in the toilet, and <sighs> then um he s- sits up and he's like, "Okay, it's it's at this. She's at this. Uh, I don't know storage unit." So they race to the storage unit. They find her in the nick of time. 
And it turns out it's like, yeah, he had kidnapped, but he coerced this confession through violence and aggression. And um, so then he gets in trouble, right? You're right. He uh, he got this confession under like illegal means. Interrogation, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so we learn his sister, Erin, uh-huh. is... Um, works in the district attorney. She's like assistant district attorney. Sure. Like she's high up there. Yeah. Um, and she frequently um, has to cover these cases that are, you know, from obviously like New York PD. Oh and, and so of course, just as uh, a good TV show would do, they, <laughs> she is the district attorney that is covering uh, the case that is like against Danny um, mm-hmm. doing this um, to this man and essentially like they're going to have to almost like throw out um, the evidence and the confession or whatever because it was illegal and th- the guy might be set free like he's not going to go to jail or yeah. he won't like stay in prison or something mm-hmm. and it causes this huge um, disagreement at Sunday family dinner. Yeah, I th- I love that. It's like okay, they all go to work Queens <laughs> and like <laughs> get in and they go to their dad's house and they eat roast like Sunday dinner every <laughs> Sunday. And yeah. it's like this whole family and all their kids and grandkids and everything come to the house and they start getting into this disagreement and this argument against like, you know, excessive force and criminals right. and it's they do a weak job in my opinion of like really portraying the importance of uh i don't know checks and balances and law because they really definitely show you know Danny and the grandpa that are like no you got to get that confession no matter what like we saved this mm-hmm. little girl and i think it's almost like excusing poor behavior because of the like you know the exception of a case that gets Mm. somebody whereas like there are so many cases where people Mm -hmm. confess to something they didn't do because of this like intimidation by police so the only person who's really on his side or on her side is jamie who's like there has to be order like there has to be law and order Uh and then danny but yeah but like why is he kind of on her side well he's mixed because remember he used to be becoming a lawyer so he like he is has this like internal conflict that you'll see throughout the series where it's like he does understand the law and and the ethics behind that Mm -hmm. from a lawyer point of view Mm -hmm. and then he himself is a cop so it's like he's got to do certain things so it is interesting that he was the one who was um like kind of supporting yeah aaron but yeah but really Almost no one ever supports Aaron. And according to my mother, <laughs> every single episode is like this. Oh. Where something happens and it's probably always Danny. And um, for various reasons or like for obvious reasons. <laughs> and then Aaron is like trying to throw it out or fight them. And no one supports her because everyone's a cop. So there's like a formula. That's the reason why it's been on for 14 seasons. I mean, <laughs> yep. it works. It works. Um, uh-huh. No, I do. I do think it's an interesting commentary, though, you know, of like you said, it feels somewhat dated because 
I think New York is really interesting in general. You know, mm-hmm. you have 9-11 that completely changed, mm, like, yeah. America politics. It changed police. It changed everything, right? And I think, like, the NYPD was lauded as, like, these heroes. And they were, right? Like, they're helping people throughout the streets, all this stuff during 9-11, right? And it's like, never forget. Mm-hmm. A lot of police officers died. But I sense and I've seen, like, throughout the years, there is a lot of corruption, within most police departments um Mm -hmm. not all but i think that there's not all good cops right um and i'm not gonna state my like total political opinion on all of this because i just i don't know i i think it's that's not what our podcast it's we're not a political podcast but i do find it interesting that they are at least like addressing the fact that there is some corruption Mm -hmm. within um law law enforcement and so I mean, I think that they end up finding, like, it's a long dinner, and I don't know. They just, you get the dynamics of the family a little bit there. Like you said, Mm -hmm. they're a little bit against Aaron. Um, She's kind of the odd man out of most of the discussions, it sounds like. Yeah. And they end up finding out that if they can show he has done these crimes in the past, that they could build a case and it can be dropped at least, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they they realize that he used to live in Florida. Yeah. And so they're contacting Florida precincts or whatever to get certain f- cold case files, yeah. you know, about like missing girls. And they actually do find a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a cross necklace that like another previous kidnapped girl Ooh. had. Um, and it was... And I noticed this, too, because, again, <laughs> these shows, like, it is prescribed. There is a prescription for these shows. Um, and, like, even from the pilot, I was like, so <laughs> when they were trying to find the man, they were questioning the wife, like mm-hmm. Brittany said. Mm-hmm. And the wife was, like, scared because she's talking to the cops and she's, like, you know, holding her necklace. And it's a cross necklace. And I'm like, okay, she did it. Or, like, she's part of it. Or, like, that's, you know, like. Yeah. There was even a camera close-up on the necklace, okay, people? <laughs> so, like, obviously, that's a thing. And then it's um, like, wait a I, second, there's a necklace out yeah. there. Yeah, and, and, like, was it – so the man was, like, kidnapping these girls at that age so that he could go baptize them? Is that what oh, it was? Or? honestly, I missed that if that was it. Okay, I, I I don't know, but it definitely had to do with something very Catholic. Okay. <laughs> um, And, okay, anyway – so, yes, he has done it in the past, and they were able to actually arrest him for that. Like, he was wanted, I think, yeah. or, you know, tied yes. to Florida. Yes. So, and, yeah, the wife has the necklace. So it's like, and she's like, wait, what? There's yeah. an engraving. Yeah. Like, a pr- like oh, yeah, Kathy. Right. Like, yeah. a previous girl's little name. A little girl's name is on the back. Yeah, and also, like, the wife didn't recognize that. She's like, who's this? Or, yeah, the wife was like, oh, he said he got it from a, you know, I don't like know. Like an estate sale shop. or something. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course, it was previously owned, but previously owned by a girl that he kidnapped. Yeah. Anyway, so it's it ends on a weird, <laughs> like, I just mean that case, like, ends on a weird positive note that, yes, the man was arrested. And so Danny does not really get in trouble and the man doesn't go back on the streets. So, like, yay. But then also Aaron 
is like doesn't have to fight it and so it's kind of like the conflict between her and her brother it it doesn't go away but it just is like muted for the end of the episode he doesn't have a consequence it's like see if he hadn't done it we wouldn't have found out all this stuff yeah so it is interesting and then the weirdest part of the entire episode (laughs) is like the the last five minutes of the show yeah where I don't even know who it is approaches Jamie who's this they're secret agents yes. and I and I forget if they're like FBI secret sure. agents but I think they are or CIA so they approach Jamie and at, late at night yeah on the street and are just like you know we want you to spy on the blue Templar which is a police mm-hmm. secret society and you're like okay wait Okay, so we're going there. All right, great. So the undercover aspect of his job is to spy on the secret society. What, like the skulls? <laughs> Did you- okay, but okay, but wait, there's more to it. I know. It's his brother was doing the same thing, right? Yes. Yeah, so they approach him and they show him this like symbol. And I don't know, there's like swords and blah, okay, blah, blah. Yeah, it's some yeah. sort of like seal. Have you? Do you recognize this? And like he says, no. But did you, Brittany, recognize it? Um, no. <laughs> okay, because in the very first scene, when everyone is getting ready for Jamie's graduation, and you see Frank and people like putting on their police medals, oh, in in rings in his drawer, you see that same thing. You see the like seal thing and of course i thought it was like a military thing so i thought it was danny's um but i think it was actually frank which means either frank the dad the commissioner either he is in the blue templar or he knew that his son was wait was uh, but the son was a spy this yes because they were wanting but also you're in it Oh, if you're a spy. Oh, so Jamie, I don't even remember the other brother's name, but they wanted Jamie to take his place as the spy. Okay, that makes sense. Ooh, interesting. I think so, but then it's like, uh-oh, is that why he was killed? Hee-hee. Oh, I yeah. Know. I mean, I got that sense right away. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still like, don 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 Yeah. You know? Okay. Well, so that's the show. That's the pilot episode of Blue Bloods. It was, uh, yep. it, was it was a good start. I, it was nostalgic it was. for New York. It made me go, oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> and also, just so you know, like at every graduation that I ever went to, because, you know, um, they always play New York. New York. Oh, they do. Mm-hmm. Or at, you know, uh, New Year's Eve. Like, that's what they do. Yeah, it's they true. It. Okay, well, do you want to go on to ratings? Yes. Okay, let's do it. So I looked up, the only ratings I looked up were like IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes. So you mm-hmm. can take it away on the other stuff. But for IMDb rating, the total series I saw, it was like 7.1. Is that accurate? Yes. And then the pilot episode was 7.6. So to me, I'm like, okay, 14 seasons, that's pretty high. 7.1 to me seems high. Um, mm-hmm. And I mean, decent. Like that's a good score. Right. Rotten Tomatoes, I didn't see an average tomato meter, uh, but the average audience score was 81%. So, yeah. Yeah. I find it 
strange though that the entire series that has been on for 14 years Doesn't does have... not have a I know tomato reader a tomato meter I thought that too I was like okay yeah um especially because I know a lot of people who really do like the show yeah I mean yes there's my mother but I've had former roommates sure who would watch this who are are like my age you sure. know and and obviously my grandma I mean it's it tends to be an older demographic type yeah. of show, but so are a lot of other um, still, you yeah. know, CBS, NBC, ABC types of shows sure. where people actually pay for cable. Yeah. Um, and that's not our generation. No. No. <laughs> we don't pay for not. cable. No. We pay lots more money for, for other things. For, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when I was looking at reviews and things, I mean, there are a lot of positive reviews, um, which, which follow, you know, what I said that, oh, people really like this show and it's been on for so long. It's been very successful. Um, I read this thing from the LA times in 2011. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, a few months after it started and it's actually almost like an interview with Tom Selleck or it's like quoting things that he himself said because, they're gonna talk to Tom Selleck because yeah. one, he's uh, he's Tom Selleck, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. and he's really the he was at first the driving force, sure, for like popularity for this show, yeah, okay. Um, this is one thing that so I just wanted to mention this because I thought this was cute <laughs> that Tom said. Um, he said he loves the Blue Bloods dinner scenes so the family dinners which happens i mean every sunday every sunday the whole family grandchildren or whatever i mean maybe somebody's sick and they're not there but like yeah it's an expectation that everyone's there yeah um he loves those scenes because that means that the whole cast works together regularly which does not happen on many shows i mean we see all the characters and all the actors in a show, yeah. but not in every scene are all like 10 people there, you yeah. know? Yeah. But this actually really does bring the cast together as a family. Hmm. And it, it, so I think that that's why we can feel that they're like actually brothers yeah. or, you know, actually siblings or yeah. fatherly. Yeah. So like Tom really does feel parental to them which yeah. i just That's i find cute. adorable yeah i like mm-hmm. that too and he also so tom Selleck also talks about donnie Wahlberg uh-huh. and how um oh danny so the character danny does much of the show's heavy lifting mm. and injects the show with necessary moments of humor mm. and i just like this line that um tom Selleck says Donnie just knows when to flip a line. I love to watch him work. Ooh, I just think that's so cute. That is you know, cute. Yeah. I love that. Also, high praise from a, a man like Tom Selleck. Agreed. Okay. Okay, this is from The Guardian in 2011. So it's also very um, soon after it started. Mm-hmm. And it's really against the show. It, like, calls this show crap, practically. Ooh, interesting. Which I'm just like, I th- I you can't go that far to say it's crap. Sure. Um, anyway, I think the funniest thing about this article, um, <laughs> talks about how, uh, 
each episode follows the same template, which I mean, we know, right? I mean, I mean all of them are like that, right? Yes, they are. And not just cop shows these days. Like, I just feel like any sitcom or whatever, like, you can predict what's going on. But this um, author of this article says, with the following guide, you too can become a Blue Bloods scriptwriter. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes through like seven things that it's like whatever crime occurs wherever in the city it will always fall into the hands of a reagan <laughs> right that yeah. it's like oh the 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 biggest thing that's going on you know danny's the investigator for or jamie yeah. is the cop who comes across it on the street or it gets raised to the commissioner which you know is frank so it's like the whole family's just in on it or aaron is the one who has to like fight in court yeah, about it. Yeah. And then there's like, um, whatever the nature of the crime, Danny is the man for the case. <laughs> so it's like hunting down terrorists and stopping baby selling rings and all this stuff. Oh, <laughs> this way. Number three goes back to what I mentioned before. Show close up in act one of seemingly random objects, a necklace, <laughs> a tattoo that will prove to be the crux of the case. <laughs> um and number four never mind the conflicts of interest it's wholly appropriate that danny should investigate threats on his own father's life or against aaron's life or that aaron should routinely prosecute cases danny has investigated that's true i just yeah i even in this pilot episode i just thought how is she even able to do this isn't this a conflict of interest it was mentioned though i don't know if you picked up on that and she said if it actually does move on to like being in a real court or whatever uh-huh. she will have to step down but yeah because it didn't get that far yeah, right because a conflict of interest yeah it's like are they in the same precinct all of them <laughs> because don't it, that's an interesting concept because like the nypd is huge right i mean i think yeah, it's like huge. all of new york boroughs and everything but then like yeah there's different precincts like there was one right by my house like somebody on 184 181 isn't gonna like investigate something down on 42nd street but maybe detectives are different right so like what do i know we're not cops we're not i know we are not (laughs) we've never um okay number five insert random and wholly avoidable error (laughs) so it's like every show it's like you could have not done it and it would have been fine right so this pilot danny could have not waterboarded uh by smashing this man's face into yeah, a toilet. Yeah. You know, and they probably still would have gotten their information. Um, number six, introduce a dramatic story arc early in the series, then barely refer to it ever again. And that's actually talking about the last part. The blue tip. The last five minutes. They don't come <laughs> yes. back to it? <laughs> no, I mean, they do, but it's like, it's not in the second episode, or I don't know, sure, but it's. Sure. It's not as frequent as you would have thought when they made it like yeah. the end of it. Like gets the you. Pilot. It's like meant to get you hooked into the show, and then you're like, watch the next week, and you're like, wait, what about the Blue Templar? And then the next, <laughs> like the ending is like, and then Danny has a cocaine problem. Wait, what? And then the next episode, it's like back to Blue Templar. Actually, I don't think Danny has a cocaine problem. I just made that up, but still, okay. it made me giggle. Yeah. Um, number seven, the family dinner scene. Mm. Oh, the family dinner scene. The misbegotten crucible around which Blue Bloods revolves. <laughs> um, but honestly, 
a lot of people like that. I like it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay, and then number eight. Write a piece of dialogue of incomprehensible awfulness. How? This is harsh. (laughs) Okay. It is so harsh, whoever this writer is. What did I say on that? Number eight. The current top dog is the episode 12 exchange between Aaron and her boss after he's charged her with leading a case that might embarrass her own father. Him. Do you want to live in a city where the wealthy and the powerful can bury their own brand of justice? Her. I'm sorry, sir. I'm tired of being the monkey in the middle of this one. I should be going. Him. Do you want to live in a city where the district attorney can buy a drink for his ace prosecutor? Her. In theory? Him. In five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm changing my script score. <laughs> Wait, this is based on the pilot, not episode twelve. I know, but also it's it stands. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess what I'm trying to say is there are some people who really love this show, mm-hmm. and there are some people who mm-hmm. honestly think it's terrible and shouldn't have been on for fourteen seasons. But I, it's kind of the case with a lot of shows. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Alrighty, um, you ready for your ratings? Oh, I am ready for my ratings. Okay, okay. go ahead and go. <clears throat> As you guys know, we uh, rate our episodes, our pilot episodes, out of four categories with an overall score. The first one is characters and acting. Uh, the second one is our score or soundtrack. The third one is the script. And the fourth one is makes me want to watch it more. And then we have our overall score. So for characters and acting, I actually am going to say higher than I thought I would. 4.5. I really like the characters. Are they a bit cheesy? Sure. Is the acting just a little bit overdone? Absolutely. But something about Tom Selleck is always that way. And so you know what you're getting and you know what to expect when you're watching a show with him in it, right? Mm-hmm. I think that the rest of the cast is great. They're entertaining. It's fine. So 4.5. Mm-hmm. Um, the score, I think I had forgotten about the New York, New York. I think they do have like some pretty good soundtrack and the m- music overall is good. I think it follows along with like the drama of any CBS show. So I'm going to say a four, um, just cause I think anything that's going to have New York, New York in it is going to make me feel nostalgic for <laughs> that. But so yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Script. Um, I, <laughs> I am going to say a three. A solid three, because for me, it's like I said, it's a little bit over the top, it's a little bit cheesy, but at the end of the day, it's entertaining, right? Like it's the storyline is kind of predictable. Um, I think that even like throwing a big thing, so like a kidnapping in itself isn't that big of a deal, but hey, let's get this brand new police officer who just graduated to be a spy for the FBI in this underground uh police secret society mm-hmm. not saying it wouldn't happen it is interesting and i like that that uh article said like oh so the reagans are gonna do everything in this town <laughs> it's a big yeah. city um makes me want to watch it more okay so i think i'm gonna go with again you use this phrase a lot right like makes me want to watch it more this mm-hmm. isn't necessarily a show that i probably would continue to watch 
but I do find it entertaining. So I am going to say a two. Oh, that's even lower than I thought. Okay. Because to me, I'm like, it is good. I don't really like cop shows. Like, I don't mm-hmm. watch, I mean, clearly, anybody who can look at the record of the shows that I pick, it's usually people who are, like, not the good guys, usually. Well, The Sopranos. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I don't know. Like, I, it's a good show. I think it's entertaining. I think that it's, like, well-casted. It's clearly done well. Like, it has 14 seasons. It's not something that I would continue to watch, but I don't have anything against people who would want to watch it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so my overall score, I think that averages out to, like, a 3.37. Oh. And I'm going to leave it at that. A 3.37. Wow. I'm not going down, and I'm not going to go up. Because, to me, Tom Selleck is great. I think Donnie Wahlberg is great. Those two are the ones, to me, that held the pilot episode, made it interesting, um, but if it weren't the two of them, I would not even be interested, probably, if that makes sense. So, yeah, that's my uh, rating on Blue Bloods. Take it away, Anna Marie. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, I probably could have predicted that, even though I think the two, I thought you were going to say like a three or something. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. For me, acting, I am going to give it a five. Okay. I think all, just like you said, all the actors, I think, do a very good job for their role. Um, and I think it's predictable or it's like common acting styles for this type of show sure. with like cops and investigators and stuff like that. But, hey, they're doing their job and I think that's good. Um, for soundtrack, I am giving it a five. Okay. Throughout the show, yeah, they have like some background music. That does add there to the scenes. There's like the transitions between the scenes, which are common for mm-hmm. this type of show. But mm-hmm. I say, hey, why break the mold? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. But then also, we know that it starts with New York, New York, Frank Sinatra, very classic, loud, um, exciting. Mm-hmm. It ends with New York, New York, mm. but not Frank Sinatra. Yeah. And it's a totally different style. Like, if you are not listening, like, closely, you probably wouldn't even recognize that it's actually New York, New York. Yeah. I forgot it's about that. It's in a that. slower, somber, it's sung by a woman. I don't know who the artist is, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I should have looked that up. But I love the idea of a bookend mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and, like, going full circle. And it's like, yep. This is New York, and yet the feeling has changed, right? Like, we start the episode, yay, at this, like, police graduation and, like, ceremony, and this is exciting. Like, yes, New York. And then we see everything that happens. We see the conflict that's going to continue throughout the series. And it's like, New York, New York. Oh, good. I Um, like that. So I like that. Nice job. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, Then, script. I'm going to give it a four. (laughs) I think for the most part, it flows fine. You know, it like it flows well. I don't think certain things are too cheesy um, for what the show is. But there's one thing that actually did bring it down for me <laughs> to a four. And it's so we didn't mention this, but with the whole kidnapping of the girl you know, it went to like a police 
briefing interview with Frank. So the commissioner, he's there and he's, you know, assuring the public that this is the case and they will find this missing girl. And like my, the best men or the best people are on it, you know? And here's the thing. The little girl was a Hispanic girl. And during that interview with the reporters, like these reporters are all of a sudden be like, what do you, do you have any comment about, uh, the, oh my gosh, like the efforts put into this case compared to the efforts from a previous one of a white girl, as if like, they're trying to instigate this debate and like, you know, scandal of like, oh yeah, they say that they're trying to find this Hispanic girl, but it's not as much as finding a white girl. And then Frank shuts it down. He's like, we do our job. No comment, pretty much. And to me, I was like, 2010, you bring it up in the pilot episode. Yeah, It's just like so much of like, okay, I, I, okay, we get it. Like you're trying to respond to like social things, but it just felt so out of the blue. Like if it had happened in episode five, you know, like we would have known the characters more. We would have known the situation. But for me, I was like, it was just a little hmm. too, too scripted. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway. Okay. Makes me want to watch it more. I'm saying a three hmm. because just similar to you, even though you and I are not that similar, uh, I don't like cop shows. Um, there's only a few shows that I would actually care about with like detectives and stuff, but we don't have to talk about those now. And, but to me, like, it's not as, it's not lower than a three because let's say if the show were on, like if I walked into my mom's room and she were watching Blue Bloods, I could sit down and watch sure. it. I wouldn't be like, ugh, mom, I'm leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's. It's an enjoyable show. I think like it's got the crime. It's got the mystery. And I love the family. Yeah. Like, and I love the family aspect. I know a lot of people do too. So it's a three. I think that averages to like a 4.25. And uh, I'm going to keep it there. Okay. 4.25. So you're 3.37. I'm 4.25. Nice. That's good. Which I think uh, follows suit. What um, quotes did you have from your mom? Um, So I was asking her, like, what did you think about the characters and stuff, like, in this pilot episode? And she made a good point of, like, I actually think they do a decent job at introducing the characters throughout the show Mm. in Mm. good ways. Yeah. Um, And how, like, we learn that Danny was... Uh, a veteran soldier in Iraq. Mm-hmm. And so that explains some things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, so she talked about that, that it's like, oh, remember that conversation? Well, this is what we learned from that. Mm. Um, and I thought, that's interesting. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she said, it was funny. She said, uh, and you know, Aaron and Danny fighting. Well, that happens about 270 more times. <laughs> And it's, but it's just so sad because, I mean, like, she's the only girl. So, first of all, I yeah. would feel, oh, yeah. I would feel excluded or yeah. singled out anyway. And it just seems like it's all these cops, male cops, like, ganging up against Aaron. And even the dad, you know? Mm-hmm. And my mom was like, you see that Frank really gets conflicted. Yeah. 
between his employment, like he is the commissioner of the police. So he wants to support his officers and keep them safe. But then he loves his daughter and is proud of her. I mean, how awesome is it to become like district attorney or even assistant or whatever she is right now? But like, that's huge. She's not just like some schmo lawyer or anything else. So he's like proud of her, but then also uh, it's like, why you got to fight us? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And so I think my mom really appreciates that mm. like moral um, conflict between them. I like that. Yeah. Well, so you guys, anyone can watch Blue Bloods on streaming on Paramount Plus. Yes. And, and Hulu. 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 Yeah, yeah, I, I think, watched it on Hulu. I think that's where I watched it too. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the 14th season is coming out in February. So get ready, guys. You can definitely <laughs> binge all 272 episodes before it comes out. Oh my god! Just kidding. Yeah. Um, okay. Are you ready for next week? Oh yes, ma'am. Okay. All right. So I've been thinking about this. There are two shows that I wanted to watch, but I, I think I've convinced myself on which one we're gonna do first. Okay. Um. So there is a new show coming out on Amazon. No, nope. <gasps> Amazon <Okay>. Prime. <laughs> and it's debuts on February 2nd, which is this Friday, and yeah. it's called Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. And it has the Asian. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she I'm sorry. she has a name. Her name is Maya Erskine <laughs> and she was in Pen15 and then Donald Glover. Yes. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Who I love Donald Glover. Do you remember? Oh, I thought they were both Asian, but you're right. I remember him. Okay, Remind sorry, me next week to tell the story about the sexiest man alive group that I'm in on Facebook. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Donald Glover. Has he won yet? No, he hasn't won, but that's oh, one of my favorite stories. So I'll go, I'll get to that next week. A little a little blue bloods ending for you guys to tune in next week um yeah or our next episode because we've been averaging once a month on our episodes um we'll get back to it guys we will uh-huh. it's just been a crazy last few months so yeah so mr and mrs smith it debuts this february this friday um on amazon prime cool so we'll be doing that one okay anything else no but uh Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. Goodbye. All right, bye. Danny. My Danny. He's, like, ripping paper. Okay. so it's, yeah, well, it's not great. Um, So, yeah. Danny. Oh my gosh, he's finding every plastic bag that I own. Do you ever feel (laughs) plastic? He does feel like a plastic bag. Okay, what are your thoughts on my rating? Let me wait until my cat settles on the plastic bag. Oh, Daniel. Come on, Donnie.